This is Cinema Spin. Hello, everybody. I am Matt. And I'm Jason. And welcome to a new, yet again a new, episode of Cinema Spin. That's right. We are back once again. And uh, we've got, like always, a brand new movie that was in theaters, and we'll go back to the past for a retro movie. For a movie chosen at random from um, days gone by. Yep. So, um, any pre-talk? Anything you're uh, interested in, Matt, this week? I wish, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It was a busy weekend. I'm glad it's over. Well... Let's record some cinema. Let's spin. get now. Let's get this shit out of the way so we can fall asleep. <laughs> you had somebody give us some swag. That's cool. Yes, uh, my yes, my shout out to my mother in law, um, who made me some uh, uh, some wonderful um, cinema spin themed. Um, these are like uh, they're they're like medallions. You can hang from uh, on a, on a uh, rubber string. You can sort of hang them from a uh, for, from your uh, rear view mirror light, or you know, mm-hmm. uh, make a good uh, Christmas ornament or whatnot. Maybe I'll uh, throw a picture of those up on our. Um, that's perfect for uh, what do they call that? Instagram. Yeah, right. we can pretend those are available in the cinema cinema spin gift shop. Uh, yes, and in fact they are. <laughs> so, me, so I have a bunch of those actually. So wow. um, yes, so uh, yeah. Make me an offer. Well, I don't was, know. That was very nice of her. It that. was very, very nice of yes. So and cool. Th- thank you, Carol. I think it's right. pretty neat. Yes, I think it's pretty neat too. Why did we venture out to the theater this week? We ventured out to the theater this week uh, to see Aubrey Plaza in a movie called Emily the Criminal. Let me ask you this, Matt. In the next hour, you will make what two hundred dollars cash, but you'll have to do something illegal. You won't have to hurt anyone, and you won't be in any danger, but you will be breaking the law. Would you do it? I think based on just that description, no. No. What about for $2,000? <laughs> See? Everybody has their price. <laughs> <laughs> well, having seen the movie and knowing yes, what, well, what that what was, next. Yes. still no. <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, but what if you're a 30-something with a criminal record uh, saddled with a fortune in student debt that you accrued years ago, effectively working as an indentured servant just to pay off a little of the interest on those loans? Whenever they decide to give you credit for it, you know, because a bureaucrat might screw something up once in a while and you might have to be on the phone for an hour. Um, This is a situation Emily, the title character played by Aubrey Plaza here, finds herself in. The title of the movie indicates how she responds to the pitch. The job, as it turns out, is for a gang of thieves who use dummy credit cards to buy merchandise, everything from big screen TVs to a car, and resell them on the black market. The initial offer promises no danger, but our heroine, of course, finds herself getting sucked in further and further and in more more and more perilous situations. Um, This is the first movie from writer-director John Patton Ford. Um, Aubrey Plaza plays Emily in a a performance uh, that that was very heavily lauded at uh, Sundance this year. Um, Plaza is also the producer of the movie. You might remember her. Well, she's been in a bunch of movies, but you remember now remember yeah. her as uh, as April uh, Ludgate on uh, on Parks and Recreation. Um, she's been in a lot of movies, uh, mostly humorous. But now this is a turn, definitely a turn for, for the more dramatic. How did you think it worked, Matt? Well, uh, saw this Thursday. Um, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was pretty well done. Um, I don't know the ended. There was a point in this movie when I was thinking, man, I, I'm really liking this, mm-hmm. and I, it dwindled off a little bit okay. at the end for me. Um, I don't know how well the ending worked for me, just personally. 
Um, You're definitely not alone in that. I, I was reading up on some of the, uh, you, the, the reviews this week, and, and yeah. You sort of, um, you know, I, I think it's a movie best not picked at, because there's a couple things that, you know, mm. there's a character, the character Yusef in there, who's sort of a, um, you know, credit card fraud expert with a heart mm. of gold, you know, I don't know how believable that character yeah. really is, but you're kind of along for the ride. I, I would have liked to have seen maybe her have to do maybe one more heist before it kind of went to the next stage of the uh, heist. Is yeah, it, is it, yeah, is it no, really no, 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 right, right, little, yeah. But little, you know, have to do one more thing, yeah, because I thought it kind of built. The first one was sort of, you know, mm-hmm. Tantalizing, yeah. and then it moved on. The stakes got higher pretty yes, quick. Yes, and then I, I, you know, not not that even necessarily. Maybe that could have been the third one. Maybe yeah. like an in between job. Yeah, and I think because I was really liking, I was thinking that was mm. kind of exciting. It was yeah. visual, it was well captured. Her performance is great. Um, yes, yes. I can't really say enough about that. You know, complaints I have are nitpicky. This is a pretty good movie. I my first sentence here is this is the movie of the year. This is a performance of wow. the year. This is the character maybe of the decade. I love this movie. I wow. love her in this role. I think this screenplay, I I agree with you on the one hand. I want to see more. I mean, this here's a movie that should be two and a half hours long, right? Given given it could the, be. given I the mean, trajectory of everything that happened. I certainly did. It didn't wear out its welcome with me ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, um, I I really really dug this movie. I would be surprised if I see a better uh, a movie I uh, I like uh, better than this wow. this year. Um, that's high praise. It is high praise. Uh, so I feel like week in and week out, I'm sort of shitting on things and nitpicking things. And, um, I have, uh, very little, uh, bad to say about this. I think this, in addition to this performance, the screenplay is, is just a clinic on, on how to work with the, the three act structure, uh, Hollywood's formula and make it still seem like it's, it's spontaneous, make it still, still seem like it's alive and not feel formulaic. Right. Because there's a very sort of beat by beat kind of, you know, uh, familiar, uh, in a good way, sort of mounting of, of the stakes here. Nonetheless, in the midst of all of that, um, this character keeps doing things that on the one hand, um, are in character, but at the same hand, on the other hand, surprise us. And they surprise us because she's surprising herself, right? She is uncovering different sides of herself as this movie goes on. And uh, we, we begin to see um, where she's come from slowly and in, in, um, in a manner of exposition and sort of doling out information very carefully. Uh, uh, Ford um, and, and, uh, and Plaza very carefully show us where she's been, um, where she's going and and what she's doing, uh, what she's willing to do to get there, um, and I I just uh, yeah. I, I just really love this movie. I wish I wish people I, I can't wait until it streams somewhere, um, so, so I can, you can recommend so I can really give everybody the hard sell. I like how her pa- enough of her past is delved into to where it never seems unbelievable that she would be willing to do this stuff, right? It, coupled with her sort of desperation, right, as right. the film begins, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a couple of things that I would nitpick off, off, probably not going to do a, a spoiler thing here. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. so I'll just, uh, I'll mention them off air, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't really have a lot to say. I mean, it's pretty well acted all around besides her. Yeah. There aren't, I mean, her role is by far the biggest. I oh, actually yeah, thought, uh, Gina Gershon's little role here. Yeah. Gina Gershon great. Is, I mean, she was, yeah. it was you know, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's not a likable character, but no, and it's, it's not really a big well, role. No, right, but it's but really well done with a, with a really small amount of it's really screen well done. time. And and when I talk about well, sort of the you know, I'm a bit of a wonk for screenwriting. Um, when I talk about the sort of 
technicalities of the screenplay, the ing- the ingenuity of having this opens with a wonderful, wonderful scene of her of just on uh, on uh, Aubrey Plaza as Emily um, sitting in on a job interview, and and it's a wonderful little bite sized like one act play where uh, where the interview go takes a certain direction and then takes a different direction, and uh, then. You know, spoiler alert, she sort of storms out, right? Yeah. And that is perfectly mirrored in the uh, at the beginning of the third act um, where there's another job interview, right? Yeah. Um, well, what's cool about that, that first scene is it does all the setup that you need without, like, feeding it to you directly. Like, like, like you know, it could, could have been done with, like, a narration where, like, oh, I, I, exactly, I really exactly. felt it, the chips were stacked against right, me. Right, right, like, yeah, you know, right, 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 right. Yeah. And, and, you know, this, especially this being sort of a film noir, you could have had a very heavy-handed sort of, yeah, uh, you know, when I dropped out of art school, I really thought my, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. my life was over, right? So, uh, but instead you have this uh, very, very natural way of just sort of giving us some some background details. But not giving us all the details, right? right? Yeah, we are left with that in that scene, knowing, thinking like, feeling like we know who she is, we know a person like her, but at the same time wondering, mm, wait, well, what about that one thing she said, right? <laughs> um, you know, um, do we know her? And uh, and that there's a, there's a couple seeds planted there that that very ingeniously sort of sprout um, uh, throughout the. Uh, it's throughout e- the, it's the easy to feel empathy for this character because yes. of the kind of thing she's up against. Yes, being you know things that. Are common to be going yes, up against. Yes, as yes, we we are members of a generation who were uh, who in effect found ourselves under you know in in, in we, we know people in, the, in these kinds of situations where yeah, they're working I mean, their asses off just to pay off the the interest on a student loan for a for a four year degree that they may or may not have finished you know twenty years ago. Or right? we have we have you know. Um, occupations in this country that require a four-year degree right that pay so little right that you'll your chances of right. paying it off today are right you know i mean the, the cost of school since the shot we had when we yeah. thought it was high yeah i mean it, to go to a state school now it costs what it costs to go to like notre dame right when we, it's 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 right i have two, unsustainable two words what kids it is. community <laughs> college yeah well, that's definitely um all the so teach, all the teachers suck there though <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so um, I so I have some sympathy towards. The, okay, so I feel like one of the reasons the third act of this movie um, is not doesn't quite live up to what we have seen before. I, I think I think it is sort of the is is weak in a way. The kind of final push, as we say, is is uh, doesn't isn't perfect. And I think one of the reasons it's not perfect is because this movie feels small in a way that we forget why movies like this have to feel small because movies, you know, 25 years ago, independent movies like this had to be small. They had to have a few locations. They had to have a small cast and we dug that about them, right? We dug that about Reservoir Dogs, right? And I movie, to me, this movie felt small in sort of a good way. I think uh, a lot of, um, critics are kind of taking this movie to task for for being a little sort of hemmed in and not having not round not giving us any sort of sense of sort of the you know the larger sense of what this with the construction of this gang what else they're attached to what they're really up to and so on uh, we just sort of see 
um, the backs of some guys whenever we need there to be, you know, thug number one and thug number two. But you kind of see what she sees, right? She's getting just getting exactly. in the door. Right. Yeah. So they don't invite her in and tell you this is yeah. every aspect of our yeah. operation. Yeah. Um, so uh, that I mean, I that all worked for me. I, I didn't. I, I didn't. Le- I didn't think. Oh, this is disappointing. I was. I kept waiting. Uh, and the way that you keep waiting for the tiger to bite the trainer in the head or you keep waiting for the guy to fly off, fall off the high wire, uh, I was waiting for this movie to take a ro- take a, a clearly wrong step throughout, and it didn't. Um, no, and, I don't, I don't and, think and it does. And right up until the very final scene, I won't, we won't say what, it's, what it is, but um, I was wondering the, the whole movie, there, there's a few ways this could end. How's this going to go? And I think uh, – Ford, as a screenwriter who made exactly the right decision, the the way that this movie ends, I think, is just uh, it's it's yeah, I have it's one, perfect, uh, and at the same time, na- natural and surprising, and the same time that the rest. One of little movie. issue there that mm-hmm. I would I'll have to bring up off air because okay. it's, it's definitely it would, spoilery. It would be a spoiler. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree with all that. And uh, I th- well, and about the end, I'm sorry, but about the ending, um, it's it would have been easy to end this movie in a way that felt either too easy or too harsh, right? And, um, Where it seems to be leading to, right? Yes, it would, seem- would it not really work. Yes, yeah, yes. I mean, that would not been. Yeah, and and yeah. I think uh, I think the screenplay perfectly splits the difference between ending this in a way that that's uh, sort of e- cynical and 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 gritty and sort of an easy way, or or ending it in a way that's that's uh, you know too happy go lucky and, and and false. Um, sure. I mean, one question I'm left with in this movie is apparently there are, there isn't a single gun in L.A. There's not a handgun in this entire movie. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I, didn't... I mean, it would have made much more sense for her at the end to, well, uh, you know, uh, at, at one point in this movie, it would have made a lot more sense for her to have a gat, right? Sure. Um, and instead, um, she goes, they, they take it a different direction. Even though the, uh, you know, we don't think the third act was perfect, um, I certainly was on the edge of my seat. And I, there's not been a character I've cheer I've been so anxious for and wanted to like so much and wanted to see succeed so much as Emily. And so that just brings with a natural, naturally like, Oh, don't, don't <laughs> you know do what, that. Though? Watch I out mean, for that. Right. What you mentioned there, the lack of a f- firearm. Yeah. She's using what she knows. Yes. She knows how exactly. effective. Yes. What she does yeah. is because she experienced it herself. Right. You know, maybe that is in some ways is more effective th- than a gun because, um, you know, you probably know that a non-criminal is probably not going to shoot you in a certain situation. Right. Exactly. But they may. Right. Uh, that's uh, that's a good point. Let go a little too. You know. Right. You know. Yes. Uh. So yes, but bringing the kind of weapon that you would only yeah. use under absolute if you absolutely needed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are these are sort of these aren't even really compl- really complaints. They're just sort of we're just thinking yeah, absolutely, about absolutely. This, right? Yeah. So I love. Uh, it, there are a lot of like casual absurdities of the, the sort of introduced of sort of the modern rat race. You know, um, like she has, uh, you know, she lives in L.A. at this this uh, just this catering job that's so dead end. She doesn't even tell people what she does for a living. Right. Um, they ask her what she does for a living. She just says, you know, whatever, right? She doesn't even answer the question. Um, and she lives with two Chinese roommates that don't even seem to know she's there, <laughs> right? It's yeah. like something out of out of ghost story, right? It's <laughs> and they never comment on that. They never uh, they never fill that in or say whatever. <laughs> it's it's kind of like in Bridesmaids where. Uh... <laughs> Um, Kristen Wiig has the British uh, roommates uh-huh, right, who yes. kind of just barely tolerate her presence. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, and one, one of the things, I, I just want to underscore how how much Aubrey Plaza showed me. I mean, she we've always known she was funny. 
Um, right. and we've known she can do more. She's been in a, f- a few more dramatic roles um, or, or uh, more kind of dark comedy roles, right? Uh, but this is just flat-out acting. I mean... Right. She has that sort of loose cannon uh, thing down, but yeah. this is oh, this is a step in the uh, you know, beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that this movie kind of shines a light on is the idea of the unpaid uh, internship, uh-huh. which is you know a, a societal thing where mm-hmm. under the guise of you some kind of career advice advancement, right? And if you don't, you're entitled. Uh, rich people get free labor from people right. who are in the want, right? So, <laughs> um, I I like the uh, there uh, may uh, I don't know um, there might have been a temptation at some point somebody either producing this or writing this. To make uh, to make Emily a black woman, right? And I think that would have changed the chemistry here. I think that would have ch- or changed the sort of uh, the chemistry of the message, right? Because a a person of color has different has there's a different spin on those issues, right? This is yeah. somebody who um, um, maybe had some, you know, we're never we're never told. Well, we were told she has a troubled relationship with her family, but we don't get the sense necessarily that she was abused or that she came from extreme poverty or something like that. So this is a person who um, we don't think of as uh, distressed in any sort of, uh, in any sort of social, uh, you know, deep social way. And I think that's an important, it's, it's important to, to sort of understand that, you know, even people that start out with some privileges can end up desperate in this way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's not a story. I think that's a story we're telling less and less. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you know, but we can uh, tell both. We can tell exactly. We can, we tell can t- we, well. Yeah. We can tell both, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if right, if, we can tell both. It just it does seem like there's if um, if, the, if, if there's almost know. a mandatory sort of uh, yeah. co- color scheme on on characters. No, like I agree. And, on, and on real desperate. As long as there's not an absence of either, I think we can do both. Yeah, right. Uh, I just uh, I can't I can't wait to see this movie again. Um, but I'm not going to have time because uh, we haven't mentioned this yet. But. <laughs> Uh, Marcus Theaters, Greg Marcus, in his divine wisdom, has decided he's only going to show this at after 9 p.m. at his local theaters and only a couple of them. Well, since he's such a hands-on owner, you assume it's got to be all up to him. I mean, surely he's he's the one behind this and his evil blankies. You, you, <laughs> I believe he's a man who owns a blanket with his own picture on it. At least one. Right. <laughs> uh, yes, I fucking hate that dude. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want. I don't think we're. So, I don't think Marcus is going to uh, be hiring us to come in anytime soon. I think we're safe. Boo on Marcus Theaters for burying this. But yeah, movie them in particular in, in, seem to be particularly um, yeah. against this movie for some reason. Yes, boo on Marcus Theaters for burying this movie in the St. Louis market. Um, and everybody else who uh, everybody everybody's going to have to wait. I guess everybody who works for a living is going to have to wait to see this uh, when it streams. Hopefully, that will be sooner rather than I mean, later. I mean, I don't I don't really understand it. They 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 open this movie like on a Tuesday or something crazy, and then it, yeah. it shows kind of regularly for during the week. But when the weekend comes and people can actually go see it, right? Yeah, they're showing um, one show at nine thirty. Yeah, they got My Fair Lady playing on screen. Right. For, you know, not My Fair Lady, but you know something. Yeah, E. T. Something that's been out for right, yeah. thirty years. Yeah, and you know Thor, you know, and and so yeah, on. And right. they had, Third, you know, still got Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Right, still got Top Gun Maverick. Still, I still have a chance to see that. Uh, yes, uh, I, I, I really hope this. I really hope there's an Oscar push here. Um, she, at the very least, deserves a nomination. Well, you know, I, I, that, just, I that, just, that would be great. You know, she, like I, I said in our text, she's been out there really on you know doing she's, a lot of the secondary. It's, it's on on people's minds. I saw her like, she, right. there's like a ba- major league baseball thing where she hit. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> oh, she was like see that. taking batting practice, like, oh, wow. they have, like an interview awesome. show where they, yeah. she did that. And I think she was, did she do the, the, the hot wing eating thing? You know, all those where <laughs> wow. it's like, 
you know, you get on, you can talk about your thing. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I mean, but, I, but I've not seen one commercial on television. I mean, not that I watch yeah, it on the TV, s- but I saw a trailer. Um, you? If you, and avoid the trailer out there. If you can hear this, don't don't see any of the trailers. Um, in retrospect, they they sort of give away too much about where it kind of the direction this this movie takes. Yeah, maybe. Um, there were a couple moments in this movie where I was like, "Oh yeah, that was in the trailer." I'm glad I I had forgotten that that scene, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that that was going to happen. So, um, anyway, uh, yes, yeah, Emily I, the criminal. I'd be a I'd be a recommender of this. Best movie of the year? Question mark. Exclamation point. <laughs> Period. <laughs> wow. So no, 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 no. Question mark. All right. Well, the answer is go see go Emily see the criminal. Emily the criminal. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Cinema Spin. And we are back on Cinema Spin. Shall we just get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. For this week's randomly chosen movie from the past, we were tasked with watching Arlington Road from 1999. Arlington Road was directed by Mark Pellington, whose other films included The Mothman Prophecies. And what? Th- what is this Mothman you speak of? <laughs> and not a whole lot else, though. <laughs> yes. In Arlington Road, we have Michael Faraday, played by Jeff Bridges, the recently widowed husband of an FBI, FBI agent who was killed serving a warrant on a Waco-like compound. Maybe that's an exaggeration. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael, okay, a college right. professor, is now a single dad in the Washington, D.C. area, trying to steady his life after dealing with such a loss. One day on his way home, he nearly hits a boy in the street with his car. Michael quickly realizes the boy has a serious injury to his arm and requires immediate medical attention. With no idea of this boy's identity, Michael picks up the boy and rushes him to the nearest hospital. This is where the real meat of the story begins. In the hospital, Michael meets the parents of the boy he helped save, Cheryl and Oliver Lang, Joan Cusack and Tim Robbins. The two families quickly become fast friends. Michael has been dating a former graduate assistant named Brooke, and the two couples start spending more and more time together. Brooke's a character described by the film as being in her mid-20s, but she's played by Hope Davis, who happened to be a ripe 35 when they made this film for some reason. Fair enough, right? Things go great for a while, but soon Bridges' character starts to see some cracks in the facade of what at first appeared to be a perfect family living across the street. Michael starts to suspect that Oliver is involved in more than he is letting on and may in fact be a domestic terrorist. Is he onto something here, or is he just experiencing paranoia over the circumstances of his wife's death and the kind of cases that are studied in the classes he teaches? You have to watch to find out, I suppose, but know this. The movie telegraphs whether... Characters are good or bad by the lighting that hits their faces. <laughs> Bright equals the good lighting. and dark and shadowy <laughs> means bad. Subtle, ain't it? Yes. Jason, how'd you feel about Arlington Road? And, and the music. You didn't oh, mention yeah. the, music. Yeah, the music. The music is like, it's like a horror movie, <laughs> right? Where uh, the, the score by uh, Angela Badalamente, who's, uh, who's worked a lot with uh, David Lynch, right? But David Lynch would never do this, right? <laughs> I mean, everything in this movie, this movie may as well be uh, raising and lowering its eyebrows <laughs> ominously, right? The scene when they go into like the cocktail party where uh, do a little dance, make a little love uh-huh. is playing. It's just I, right. It's like, oh my god, do a little dance, make a little love. What are they trying? And to there's say? all these people that are just right gazing and. Um. Yeah. So thank God we I watched this on TV and didn't see it in the theater because especially the first half an hour of this movie, like I, I was glad I was able to rewind it because like it just didn't make any sense. Anything <laughs> they were saying because 
it might have all been in like a foreign language because like there's not a single line of dialogue anywhere in this movie that resembles like actual human speech. <laughs> no, right? there's it's not. It's either bland exposition, <laughs> uh, totally unreasonable melodrama, like dialed up to, to to eleven, or just plain confusing non sequiturs that don't land anywhere. And very often people are like filmed from behind, or or shot like uh you know like the Nazis from Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> from like with harsh lighting from underneath, right? Yeah, bizarre um, yeah i mean it's it seems like a kid it seems like pellington here is just you know this is his first movie is he's just like a kid in a candy store like using like every <laughs> single trick they uh, he learned in film school right um and and the result is just this i i mean comically overwrought movie this movie is really stupid. It is really, really <laughs> dumb in lots of ways. I mean, Pellington, like, directs the fuck out of this movie, right? <laughs> he directs this movie to death. <laughs> Everybody in this movie is exhausted. You can tell they're sort of exhausted, right? <laughs> the movie itself just fe- uh, feels exhausting. Um, at one point, there is a huge music stab to the line, It was an office building! <laughs> Blueprints have never been more terrifying, right? Um, later, uh, there is the most ominous reading of a yearbook in movie history. <laughs> um, and at the, right at the beginning, he's like, he takes the kid to the hospital. And he's like, I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Oh, the, you know, Jeff Bridges has put in some pretty spectacular performances in certain <laughs> movies. And there is, it's like... No subtlety is allowed here at all. No, it's all bombast. No, right. There's no, it's like, go, like, pretend this is, you know, a, a, a 50,000 feet seat auditorium and just yell to the, with no, with no microphones and just it's play like, to the, to the, the, to the nosebleed section. It's like he said, most directors would, you know, direct the film to take advantage of the strengths of the, uh, the actors, right? It's like he's trying to promote the weaknesses. Like, ask the, all, all the actors to yes. do what they're weakest. Do what you're weakest at, right? I Let, mean, <laughs> let's make Joan Cusack be heinous and right. you know, right? Although she has some fun with, yeah, it. She, she does. She's she does. she's, she's, she's fun. by far nowhere close to bad in this but compared like, to Hope Davis. Who can be better than this? And this movie just seems like like Judy Greer with all the fun sucked out of her, right? She just well, yeah, seems the like... The Hope Davis role is it, it's just thankless. a n- nothing it's, role. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's totally it's... thankless. Um, <laughs> Tim Robbins is saddled with a haircut that looks like he told a stylist, give me the Linus from Peanuts. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but the way Pellington directs him, he may as well be like in a Dracula cape, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, he's the Robbins is the least sinister person on earth, but he's we're supposed yeah, to be like, terrified of. He's uh, acting terrified vaguely of him. skeezy, right? We're supposed to be terrified of him from the word "go," um, and I know this only because of the way the score is used, right? Just because, <laughs> like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> we're not fooling anyone, <laughs> right? He's really evil. He is really evil, right? And to their credit, they didn't drag that out too long because I'm like, oh my god, am I gonna have to wait until the last? five minutes of this to realize i couldn't in fact he did he is a terrorist right but i they, couldn't remember yeah what the twist was in yeah. this movie yes until i remembered what the twist was and i was like oh is that the movie where the <laughs> fuck <laughs> so yes I, I will say this the way this movie wraps up i mean i kind of dig the the joke. I mean, this movie is really just. There's a really funny punchline to this movie. I'm just. I just wish the rest of the movie were allowed. I just wish it were allowed to be funny. I wish the rest of the movie were. It's a really long, very overwrought setup, 
to um it's to a payoff that i think in the right hands could have been um clever or or satirical or something like that um because it, it does it's kind of cool right it's kind of cool on <laughs> but paper it's, but it's ridiculous it's... and it's out of the it, it's way out of the uh, maybe it's in the it, actually maybe it's right in the uh uh the color palette of this movie's on uh, paper. Melodrama. It seems like a cool idea, but yeah. it's just, I don't know if it could be landed. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, yeah. Or it'd have to have a hell of a lot better movie built around it. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I love how Jeff Bridges actually seems to, you know, you talk about the film score. He seems to be able to hear the film, the, the movie score, right? Because he's he, getting, yes, because <laughs> he, he, he seems, he reacts to it. And also he seems to, he seems to know the way, the same way we do that Tim Robbins he immediately knows is evil, right? Yeah. He don't. Yeah. And, and, and might he be the same person only that because, just by chance he's giving a lecture about in his. Only because he may have misrepresented the pair of blue. I mean, Set of blueprints. Right, right. Yes. Right. It was a building. <laughs> it was an office building. Um. So, and you know, he plays a college professor teaching this class that I guess is exposition one hundred and one, right? Or yeah, or intermediate conspiracy theories. I, I get. I, you I know, because it, it, it's supposed to be about the Bill of Rights, apparently. But instead, all he's doing is taking him on on uh, on field trips and watching slides to West Virginia. Which I mean, I know that's not far, but <laughs> yeah. I don't it's not know. close either. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> was it in West Virginia? Uh, that's what he said. What, that, that 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 compound was they, in West Virginia. They went from like George, the DC area, yeah. to West Virginia. That's what they said on a field trip. Yeah, <laughs> in, that's yeah, that's dumb. Um, because he wanted to take him to the spot where his wife was killed. Right. Yeah. Bizarre. I mean, she could have been killed in like rural <laughs> Virginia, well, which, which also is just bizarre. Yeah, that is bizarre. That's that's no way to I, get tenure. You know, and, and there's like, you know, when you go back to the past uh, terrorist events that this, uh -huh. this movie. Right. They've changed the Oklahoma City bombing to, to make the it St. Louis. But bombing. yet they've changed very few other details. It's basically the right. same thing. It's the same thing. Uh, uh, you but know, let's not outside. use the actual, yeah. you know. Right. As um, if somebody would be like, oh, I can't believe they used a terrorist event in a movie. Yeah, but it, might, yeah. <laughs> it would seem cynical if they said Oklahoma City, wink. Yeah, right. Oh, they used a thinly veiled version. Right. Of <laughs> yeah, so so Bridges becomes sort of not just like this uh, this embittered widower and and this conspiracy theorist, but he's he's like an evangelist for generalized anxiety disorder. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, the message of his class seems to be that if we're not constantly afraid of everything. Um, then the terrorists win. <laughs> That's kind of what right? he's talking about. <laughs> right? Um, which uh, pays off in a certain way when you sort of see, you know, kind of beginning to end where this movie is going. But again, it should not be such a tedious... Uh, the, the thing such a, not tedious. I actually had a good time with this movie. Well, I'll tell you, I'll so tell you far, what I, what I so really, got, away from I really liked about this movie. Yeah. Um, this movie uses this this universe's version of the Boy Scouts as kind of an enemy. Uh, and I'm always yeah. down for that because... Uh, <laughs> Well, my experiences in the Scouts weren't too great. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I anything, get you, into that. anything you want to share on air? No, <laughs> but it wasn't good. And it wasn't fun. <laughs> well, we were you were city kids. It's a lot of and walking. Something that is involves outdoor stuff. Yeah. We, I, to make a long story short, we had tents, mm -hmm. and the tents were old World <laughs> War II tents, and they had no waterproofing. Oh, oh left. God. I slept. There was. <laughs> I slept. I slept in four inches of water once. Why was there no waterproofing during World War II? Why I mean, wasn't there? Yeah, why oh, it was just it? so old that it was, they, oh, it was, it was so worn off. It was worn out. Okay, was it was just say. canvas with holes <laughs> well, in it. They were the greatest generation. Were tough, right? It was just yeah. And this movie ultimately is so is dependent on a terrorist network that is 
so omnipotent. You wonder, <laughs> well, why do they even bother <laughs> like blowing buildings up? They can do anything. They I can. Mean, whatever is on their agenda, they <laughs> clearly have infiltrated every aspect of government, right? Every yeah, every I mean, line of, of of work in the, in the city. He, right? he, he thinks he's getting one over on him by renting a car, but nope, <laughs> <laughs> nope, right. Uh, for the record, uh, I will say that this uh, that uh, Mothman Prophecies is a better movie than this. It is a better movie. Than oh, this. you've seen it too. Okay. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, I so, saw that in the theater. Oh, really? Um, so not a, not a great movie, I'd say. No, but um, it's mediocre in a good, in kind of a good way. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's watchable. Yes. Um, a letdown for those who are familiar well, with the book. As far as like a, <laughs> a real tale of events, if, you, it doesn't if you've read the book, well, I haven't. <laughs> but uh, so. Um, so I, I was on I, can, I was I, get, I was on I an extensive podcast about it though. Right, yes, I know a guy. I can get you a copy. Uh, so I might have a spare in my pocket. Anyway, Mothman, good. Arlington Road, bad. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Yeah. Okay. This, oh, let's see here. The discovery. Yeah, I like the Cub Scout. Cub Scouts being vilified like that. <laughs> That's good. Check. Um. Let's see here. Yeah, Brooke. That character sucks. Got that. Mention that. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the American terrorism class. I had a question mark. I thought that was bizarre. American terrorism. <laughs> Did they actually say that it's a class on American terrorism? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes a little sense. How the hell do you get like, that? How do you get that K State yearbook so fast? <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. eBay did exist, but it was not. It was in the infant stage in 1999. Right, right, right. And and he's going over microfilm, and and uh, Tim Robbins' character just happens to be in the same building. Right. <laughs> I mean, in a way that later on maybe makes a little more sense, but you would think right at that moment, he might yeah. say, oh, wait, is he following me? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and as quickly yeah, as for, he's... For, uh, you know, like all, uh, like all conspiracy theorists, he's, uh, uh, he's naive when he thinks he's a cynic, right? <laughs> yeah, as, as quickly as he's, he's convinced that Robbins is obviously a villain, mm-hmm. he's convinced the opposite, just as fast. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> you know, right, right. You know, this 1999 view of, of, of the uh, horrors of... Uh, what terrorism could be? Uh, <laughs> it feels a little whole, quaint this now. This whole world's got a rude awakening. Yeah, and I remember it. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a, there's a scene in this that um, takes place where they're taking the boys for batting practice at a, at a pitching at a uh-huh. uh, what do you call that a batting cage? Batting cage. And uh, he's like, "Hey, you want some Cracker Jack?" He brings cause that's the snack of the day because this is 1939, and it's really right, all of a sudden, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> and also, like that scene never really. You get the feeling that they're they're definitely planting the seeds in that scene that he's cuddling up to that son yeah. in a way that doesn't really. I sort of thought that the injury with the kid at the at the beginning was going to tie in somehow. Yeah, whether you know, there were more. explosives in the basement that he got into, right? But no, it's explained as the kids got fireworks together, and and it's left at that. Right, it's like doesn't even need to be in the movie in the end. Right, it doesn't even tie into the, later on. He's you know Jeff Bridges is suspicious. Well, you know maybe he blew his hand up with maybe there's gunpowder around the house or some bomb making. You know, and that's you never really even see that, and you never see. Yeah, if they if they'd have paid that off somehow. Yeah, maybe, you never even pay that. Maybe off. that could have tipped him off. You know, is to is to you know. Right. Um, otherwise, it's just a lucky guess, and this is just the. This this is a movie that just holds up to no scrutiny. At no, all. it doesn't. It doesn't because the 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 end of this movie requires the kid may as well have been the mastermind of the whole yeah, thing. Exactly right. <laughs> the, so the, I mean I, I like the the uh, the one little trick at the end. This is a famous. It. This is a famous right. I, and twist. I thought I thought this. I knew there was a sort of a twist at the end here. I thought it was going to be more like No Way Out style, where you don't through the whole movie you don't think he is. And then that's what is. I that's what I was thinking. But 
clearly pretty quick it was not yeah was it was not very it. yeah so uh so yeah the, the the twist here to spare everybody the work is that uh um uh uh Tim Robbins and his his net, his network of of terrorists end up tricking uh, Jeff Bridges' character into being the patsy for them. They end up tricking him into being the one who delivers the bomb to the FBI headquarters, right? And and he realizes the last second, oh wait, it's in my trunk, and then kaboom, right? Yeah. Um. And uh, that's uh, that's that's clever, I guess. That's um. That uh, if that were again, if that were allowed to be sort of satirical or darkly comic you know um then and you could let the silliness of that you know and the unlikeliness of all of this sort of breathe a little bit yeah, yeah but there's yeah, not yeah. a lot of breathing room in this movie. <laughs> no there's not and that move that moment does harken back to you know some of the points that bridges is making about the previous attack in st louis Right. You know, How could it be just one man? good to one man. Yeah. yeah. And of course, off Lee Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, yeah. And, and we can, a few years later, we can add the uh, 9-11, you know, to yeah. this, the same line of thinking. We can say, how could just 19 guys and mm-hmm. also a whole network of terrorism <laughs> organize the night, you know. And then <laughs> I thought it was also interesting. At there's some point he's kind of going through his wife's old... Um, FBI files, which are just yeah. sort of in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can do that. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to room once you leave uh, like federal buildings. I don't speak supposed. I don't think you're supposed to take classified. No, information I don't think you're you. supposed to. I, I think <laughs> even if you live on a golf course, right? I think this is maybe a timely message. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this movie stinks. Although with an asterisk, I would say if you, uh, I don't know, if you. If you were a little tipsy with some friends, maybe. Yeah, you could, I, I, you could probably, you could do worse. You're, you're, you're in for a, uh, you know, a horror movie disguised as a conspiracy thriller. There are right? some movies that are just so dry and they, you can't even make fun of them in a fun way. Right, yeah, this they just. Not that. There's, there, yeah, there, there's. The, the, there's, the two main there's performances are so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and the the directing is so heavy-handed, so overwrought and heavy-handed. Um. So I don't know. Tim <laughs> Robbins is an interesting actor to me because when he's doing something that's in his wheelhouse, he's pretty damn good at it. Yeah. And when he's doing something that's not, he's pretty shitty. Yeah. And he's really, yeah, he's definitely a, the kind of actor who's who can be miscast. He is really, yeah, really cause, miscast. Because I, I always thought his performance, like the, even something that was lauded, like Mystic River. I don't like that. Mystic River is kind of the same deal with uh, same deal where I didn't buy him at all. Yeah, and, I didn't. I didn't as like that performance. Possibly the bad guy, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's Tim Robbins. Well, you, there's you just know? so many weird quirks to that character. You yeah, know, he's got yeah. so many things that are wrong with him. You know. Yeah. It's that movie set up with that abduction where he's the one that got abducted and his friends got away and yeah. there's all that and it's, the character's just like so i guess uh, i just spoiled mystic river right so um. <laughs> sorry sorry welcome to we ruin movies one <laughs> right, at a time yes right <laughs> but <laughs> ruining movie spin right Ru- ruining cinema spin um actually you didn't you didn't say uh you didn't really ru- we can cut that out that's, that's kind of there's a mystic far. river has a uh, particular ending and we didn't talk about it okay we didn't and we won't we didn't mention what really happens but um Yes, Tim Robbins, uh, not well well used here. No, so, and, and and Jeff Bridges is the same way. He, they, when you let Jeff Bridges fire off his on his more bombastic side, I just really don't like that about. Yeah, him. yeah. Um, you know, I, like a movie like you know Crazy Heart. I think I thought his performance in that was quite good. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and you know Big Lebowski, of course. Oh well, yeah, he's, well, mean, he's, well he's com- that, that's yeah. such a comically, yeah, I mean. right. Um, um, 
So yeah, I mean he's he's also good in the right role, but this is just this is not the kind of movie. And that I think was he may be, be the right role for anybody. He may have hit a point when he's where he's better now than he was back then too. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I would I would I would buy that. I just I, I mean with the music the way it is, with the lighting the way it is, with everything sort of like pitched the way it is, you can't help but think that you know those you know you know screaming performances from all the actors they're doing exactly what they're told right yeah i think so um, so i think this is uh, beginning to end this is on pellington all um, it needed was a little muppet to pop off in the corner with a curly mustache and go, <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right. yeah but, but joan cusack i didn't think was terrible in this i just i just think it's you know what she does is play that quirky yeah she's you know, the one sister who, she's character. the one sort of allowed to have a little bit of fun with, yeah with how she's how allowed to give somebody a hug and sort of and sort of wink at the ca- almost wink at the camera right and yeah. she's allowed to do that scene where her smile slowly fades away uh, uh-huh. and turns, yeah right. which I, I thought that was kind of funny yeah so um but yeah this is one that that i think this got mixed reviews back in the day yeah uh, some people were blown away by the ending. Yeah. Um, if that ending is so mind blowing to you that it, you're willing to excuse the rest of that comes right. along with it, yeah, I guess that's fine. But yes. To me, it's I mean, no, it's it's a little bit of oh cleverness, you know. Yeah. So, like oh, I, maybe I didn't quite see that coming. There's right. a lot of scenes that um, go a on that... a long time in this thing. Yes. Yes. And and a lot of repetition of scenes as as you're likely to do in a movie with us where you're kind of, you know, slowly uncovering a plot, but so that's got to be used. That's got to be done the right way. Spoiler alert. When his girlfriend Brooke dies in this, yeah, right. <laughs> he sees it on television reported on the news and he runs off to the crime and, and by and there's still 40 police cars. Right, and there's still at right. This, at because this every time somebody goes off the road, it has to be like, there has to be like a, 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 a T the TV news has to be live from the scene. This woman went off, a, <laughs> drove off a bridge, right? Yeah. Uh, tune in four hours later. Right. We'll still be covering this yeah. while they dig her out of the mud. Right. It's like um, they're live at the ball, live at the ballpark. 12 hours after everybody's left. It's dark. Right, exactly. We're right. out, we're live at Bush Stadium. Today there was a game. Yeah, that's so dumb. So, yeah, th- that's another sense in which this this whole movie just feels like a movie, right? It just feels like this is all... Well, it's not real. That's yes, it, it doesn't feel... It feels like the, no. the people who have made this movie, written this movie, uh, you know, uh, that's Aaron Kruger, who went on to make some trans- or write some Transformers movies. Um you know, just has never met a person, just watched movies his whole life, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for a movie that deals with something as deadly serious as domestic terrorism, yeah, there's not a, this has a very, <laughs> very unauthentic feel. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, now's the segment on the show when we talk about what movie we're not, we don't know we're going to watch next week. Yes, we don't know what movie we're going to, what new movie we're going to see next week. But we, right now, are going to pick... Well, we're going to yeah. pick a movie okay. at random. We're going to randomize a movie. But, um, oh, are we? Is that what we do? That's what we do. Okay. But we're going to let the randomizer take care of that. Okay. And then um, we're going to pair it with something else, something yeah. new at theaters or streaming, whatever whatever floats our boat, I guess. Yep. And we will. Let's hit the randomizer, shall we? Later. Okay, we shall. Okay, we've got 1988 and the movie Colors. Colors. Yeah, that's that um, that's a movie about race from the 80s. Sean Penn is in that. I that think. scares me a little bit. A movie about race from yeah, the 80s. Yeah, it. Uh, 
It can um, go either way. It's a, uh, yeah, like an L.A. cop situation. That'll either look ridiculous by today's standards, or it'll be... Uh, Who knows? Ahead of its time. Either way, the randomizer wants us to watch it. Robert Duvall. Oh, yes. Okay. So we do what the randomizer tells us to do. That's and right. we are uh, going to watch, uh, for next week, Colors from 1988. All right. So join us if that sounds up your alley. And if you don't, watch it anyway. Yes. <laughs> or listen right. to it anyway. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new show. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Bye for now.